I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. Episode 33, Yoda Chrome. Warning, listener discretion is advised. While the title of this episode is a tongue-in-cheek silly pun, the majority of this content is anything but. It'll be covering sensitive, disturbing content. This is your fair warning. Let's talk about Baby Yoda. While his actual name has been revealed in the Mandalorian series, let's just call him Baby Yoda anyways. He's cute and adorable and funny, and he's really powerful. We know from the most recent episode of The Mandalorian, which is Season 2, Episode 5, he was a very young baby at the Jedi Temple during the prequel era when Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader, destroyed the temple and all its inhabitants, the men, women, and the children. Somehow, somebody must have smuggled him out of safety during all this chaos and protected him for many years. In the very first episode of The Mandalorian, we see our main character, for sake of argument, let's just call him Mando. He takes up the task of securing a bounty for an Imperial officer. The bounty ends up being Baby Yoda himself. After turning in this bounty, Mando realizes that something terrible is going to happen to this child. He breaks his bounty hunter creed and storms the Imperial stronghold and rescues Baby Yoda. When he rescues Baby Yoda, he sees that he's currently strapped down in some sort of science lab. But we don't know yet what was being done to him, and neither does Mando. Fast forward to Season 2, Episode 4. In this episode, it's revealed that Baby Yoda was being used as an experiment of of sorts. Due to his high M count, or midichlorian count, he was known to be very strong in the Force. Individuals like him were highly sought after by the Empire in an attempt to create or manufacture other Force-sensitive beings. Think similarly in our world about the Nazis and how they experimented on people using lots of occult objects and other ideologies in order to try to obtain greater power. Apparently the method of experimentation on Baby Yoda was to drain him of blood to a certain extent and to then inject this blood into other test subjects and see what the reaction would be. The scientist who was working on Baby Yoda 
noted that there was not enough blood within the test subject to perform enough adequate experiments. The ones that were receiving these blood transfusions all died, as they were unable to harness the extremely high powers of the force that Baby Yoda possessed. It struck me after watching this episode. Was Baby Yoda's blood being used in a similar way to those in our world harvesting adrenochrome? If you aren't familiar with adrenochrome, it is a chemical compound found in the body. Whenever our adrenaline kicks in, the adrenal gland produces the adrenochrome compound. This is an actual scientific compound with, you know, notations and whatnot. Think of the stories you may have heard about a mother lifting a car off a child to save its life, or people being able to perform otherworldly feats in the midst of crises. This is due to their adrenaline or adrenochrome enhancing their abilities. To some, adrenochrome is seen as a very powerful drug, in that ingesting it creates an overwhelming sense of euphoria, and even quite possibly helps to maintain a youthful appearance. Other accounts state that it gives a high, like speed and or LSD. It is believed that many elites that run our world, whether in politics, entertainment, or religion, are all obsessed with this drug. In and of itself, it wouldn't be surprising that the most rich and powerful in the world would want the best drugs, just as they want the best clothing, the best houses, the best everything. None of that is surprising. What is surprising and shocking is the way that it's supplied. Adrenochrome is supplied from human children. While this is a very uncomfortable thing to talk about, it is believed that the blood of children is withdrawn under extreme torture and duress to produce the correct scientific adrenochrome compound. Apparently, the blood from a child is more pure and creates a strong drug. Many survivors of blood rituals and other elite ritual torture over the years have come forward and discussed these topics. You can find many of these on YouTube and other media sources, as well as well-known conspiracy theorist David Icke has also come out and talked about this as well. Of course, you will never hear about any of this in the mainstream media. Not just because it's too shocking and disturbing to make the headlines, but honestly because many of the executives and owners of these companies are likely involved with this drug and the torture. There have been several discussions of adrenochrome in movies over the years some obvious, and some hidden. I'll give credit to Sideshow Bob, aka Bob's Lessons on Twitter, for being the first one that I had heard ever discuss this adrenochrome topic and its usage in popular culture. First two references occurred in the classic films A Clockwork Orange and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. In A Clockwork Orange, the main characters sit in a milk bar and drink a beverage called, quote, Dren Dash Chrome. 
Similarly, in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, the main characters are also involved with adrenochrome. They discuss how they obtained this adrenochrome from a Satanist, and that that Satanist who gave them the adrenochrome was also involved with child molestation. One of the more disturbing references in pop culture is a, is a thinly veiled, hidden reference that you wouldn't technically notice without your third eye being open to these kind of things. The Disney movie Monsters, Inc. is about a town of monsters that go into the human world at night and invade children's rooms while they're sleeping in order to quote-unquote scare them. These scares are bottled and used as fuel to help keep this monster world running. It sure seems to me like this is a near identical description of Hollywood and their fascination with adrenochrome to keep their business operating. There are even a few strange nods to adrenochrome in television shows. In season two of the show Weeds, a character references a magazine article that talks about injecting human growth hormones to stay young, and the article apparently doesn't reference where these hormones come from. To which the character replies that it makes you wonder if they're sucking in the youth out of small children for the benefit of actors and trophy wives. Hmm, interesting. And in season four of the show Silicon Valley, the CEO engages in blood transfusions with a younger male to help reverse the aging process. These soft disclosures of adrenochrome in TV is strange given that both Weeds and Silicon Valley are both technically considered comedy shows. Throughout history, there have been many other instances of similar blood rituals similar to what goes on today with adrenochrome. Hundreds of years ago, there were tales of the Countess Elizabeth Bathory who murdered young girls and allegedly bathed in their blood as a means to retain her youth. There's also a tale from the early 1960s in Cali, Colombia, where ten young boys were found dead, completely drained of blood, in a horrifying case that's still unsolved to this day. Pathologists at the time believed that this was the work of a, quote, blood ring that sold quarts of blood from the boys. So, I understand that all this talk of children being put through unspeakable acts can be terrifying and sad and depressing. So what can be done about all this? Well, you can rest assured that many here in the U.S. and abroad have been and are currently taking measures to help fight human trafficking, which is the main cog in this wheel of adrenochrome harvesting. While you won't hear it talked about much, President Donald Trump has been very influential in helping to stop these trafficking efforts. During his first term, President Trump has issued several executive orders and proclamations regarding trafficking. He issued an executive order to help dismantle multinational organizations involved in trafficking in 2017. And in 2020, he signed into law an order to further combat child exploitation online here in the United States. In addition, he did issue a proclamation calling January National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month a way to help bring further awareness to the despicable practice that still goes on today. And of course, like I mentioned, you won't hear about this much on your nightly news for two reasons. For one, the MSM hates our president. And for two, as mentioned before, a lot of these companies are complicit in the ongoing trafficking practices. 
Disturbing as it may be, it is a multi-billion dollar industry. So what can you do as an individual to help? Well, a few things. Just stay alert. Alert the authorities to suspicious activities in your neighborhoods. Donate to charitable organizations where money goes directly to those on the front lines of this crisis. Spread the word about trafficking online and about how many children go missing each year that aren't found. And also, if you are of a spiritual mind and body, pray. Prayer is more important than we may ever truly know. May the force be with you. And may peace be with those who are currently missing and to those who are survivors. God bless.